0: In 1896, a newly arrived Brit was making and selling chocolates from his horse-drawn cart in Christchurch. The sweets were a hit. And through world wars and rationing, his business grew into a New Zealand icon. That man's name? James Henry Whitaker. Today, we'll find out how James' family continue to build on more than 120 years of history with Whitakers, and why they've been New Zealand's most trusted brand for eight years running. From Facebook, this is face-to-face, or in te rio Māori, kanohe ki te kanohe, a proverb often used about two people coming together to make a connection or to discuss an important issue. I'm Tom Hearn. Generations of Kiwis know that feeling of opening your favourite bar of woodakers. It's the weight of the block in your hands, the crack of that gold foil, the earthy smell of the finest quality chocolate. And Jasmine Curry, She's living that dream, sharing the beloved brand with New Zealand and beyond.
1: Hi, I'm Jasmine Curry and I'm the marketing manager for Whittaker's.
0: Jasmine says that the company has always embodied that local family vibe, and that's part of what makes them so successful.
1: It's really cool to be working for a family company, particularly as a lot of our competitors are massive multinationals. So I think it's quite cool that you can actually call up Whitakers and ask for Mr Whitaker, and he genuinely works there. And I should know what I'm doing. One of our core brand values is generational relationships. It's really quite evident throughout the whole company. It's not only just the immediate family, but a lot of the factory staff that we employ have been there for 20, 30 years. So it's a real family environment. Actually, one of our lines that we use is a passion for chocolate. And that is really embedded throughout the whole family and everybody that touches the brand.
0: It's a passion I share.
1: Oh, I'm I'm very pleased.
0: (laughs) I've usually got the dark garner in the fridge as a staple. Yeah. So yeah, a passion for chocolate is definitely one that I share. Yeah,
1: you should actually keep chocolate at room temperature. Is that right? (laughs) Yes.
0: Ah, there you go. (laughs) Nice. In the fridge. (laughs) All right. Got it. Got it. That's good to know. Even in summer.
1: Yeah. Even in summer.
0: Together with one of New Zealand's largest media agencies, MBM, Whitakers creates flavours and campaigns that build on that family feel.
2: Hi, I'm Hannah Eastwood from MBM and I'm the business director on the Whitakers account.
0: These two companies work together like, well, you know, peanut butter and chocolate. They bring together iconic mashups and flavour combos that capture the imaginations of their fans. Chocolate is big business and Whitakers punches above its weight.
1: We are a small New Zealand company, if you compare us to our competitors. We're up against huge, large multinationals, but they've got much bigger pockets than us. So we know that we have to be smarter and do things differently and better. I think the reason why we've had success and we've been able to do this is because we focus a lot on quality. And that's actually something our company owners, Andrew and Brian, have really driven.
0: That's Andrew and Brian Whitaker by the way first name basis there see so you're starting to see just how cozy Whitaker's HQ is.
1: We like to say that we want the world-loving, world-class chocolate from Porirua. And the only way that we can have everybody loving our world-class chocolate is to have quality at the key of everything. So that goes from the investment in the machinery, which Andrew and Brian are very much behind. And we actually roast all of our own cocoa beans ourselves. So we call ourselves a beans-to-bar company. And that basically means that we can control the entire manufacturing process. So a lot of our competitors actually don't do that
0: full process. They're really building on a foundation of passion for the product. See, we Kiwis, we love to support our own, and we've got a soft spot for the underdog. In the crowded chocolate aisle, Jasmine and Hannah say that being a local works to their advantage.
2: The category we play in, it is easy to be outshouted. We basically play in a market that is very heavily dominated by global competitors Mm. and so what it does require us as a Kiwi company with, like Jasmine said, not as big pockets to really think differently and what that does mean I think is having some real focus on what the end goal is. So it's about building for the long term with actually having a core narrative with our brand story attached to it Mm. and then underpinning that with innovations. And that is just really key for us to actually make people keep enjoying the chocolate because we need people to be advocates of the brand.
0: And when they say advocates, what they mean is mega fans. And there are heaps of them, the kind who feel they even own Whitaker's. But with less money to spend on advertising than their competitors, Whitakers needs to keep innovating, creating new flavors and combinations to excite that fan base and keep them top of mind. This push for innovation became a dream chocolate block that Kiwis didn't even know they needed. Two New Zealand icons colliding at a time no other Kiwi chocolate brand had done anything like it.
1: I guess one of the step-changing limited edition novelty products that we did was the l p block. So it was really one of the first times in New Zealand that two quite major food brands that were very iconic actually partnered together on something.
0: So if you're outside of New Zealand, you need to know about l p in general because it's delicious, but also for this story. It's a lemony-flavoured drink, kind of like Solo or Lift. And it's been world famous in New Zealand since ages ago.
1: We basically took the L&P soft drink and we thought, how can we replicate that or recreate that in a chocolate block? And we used our white chocolate and the actual flavour from the L&P drink. And then we also put popping candy in the product to sort of create that effervescent sort of mouthfeel, I guess, when you're consuming the drink and in this case eating the chocolate. So it was a really unusual product, I guess, for its time, but it was such a strong Kiwi idea that we knew that it would resonate really well with our chocolate lovers in New Zealand. And then I guess equally, we had to really come up with an amazing, unique campaign to deliver the product. And I remember actually at the time, MBM and the creatives came to us and they presented five ideas. And we went with one idea, which was probably the most unconventional, it was the most Expensive, by far the most risky, but also the most exciting.
0: And it's one thing to choose the most risky and exciting idea, but as the country's most trusted brand, you've got a lot to lose.
1: The reason why it was such a challenge is the unconventional way I guess we went about launching the product. So, what we actually did is we kept the idea very top secret.
0: Like, Really secret.
1: And very under wraps the whole time that we were developing it, which, as a lot of people would know, if you're a fast-moving consumer goods company like we are, it's very difficult to keep a new product like that top secret. So everything we did, we had to bring people on the journey with us.
0: Very secret.
1: I remember going to present it to the trade and the agency created top-secret manila folders with all the information inside that wasn't allowed to be shared with anyone outside the room.
0: And anyone in the spy game knows that manila folders are top secret folders. We
1: had the product in yellow chilli bags that had top secret written all over it.
0: I mean, come on, you can't get any more secret than that, can you? Top secret chilli bags keeping the chocolate chilli.
1: And they were allowed to try it there, but then we took the bags away with us. So we didn't leave any product for anyone to see.
0: Everyone who was in on the secret product was really excited about it. But Whittaker's needed a launch that would grab some serious attention. So together with MBM, they came up with an idea that would steal headlines.
1: The day came where we were launching the product. And what we actually did is crash a Whittaker's van into the the L&P Paro bottle in Pyro.
0: If you don't know, the giant l p bottle sits at the centre of the town of Paeroa where l p was invented. It's like a big monument or tower to honour the great beverage.
1: So obviously crashing a van into the New Zealand landmark is not something that's been done before. And the whole idea around it was that it's an accident waiting to happen. So we actually staged this stunt, I guess you could call it. And then we seeded that out through online channels to get the media to pick that up. Police took several concerned
0: calls about the crash. Pyroa residents waking today to find their iconic L&P bottle crashed. It all in...
1: started, I guess, with putting out there that a van had crashed into the Pyro bottle. How could this have happened? And we actually created a page called the Pyro Observer where we seeded some of the information through. And media actually picked up on that.
0: A Whittaker's van crashed into Pyro's iconic L&P bottle monument.
1: I think it was picked up by Waikato Times and Radio Live. Radio Live and then then it was on stuff and it just sort of snowballed from there. And then we let people know that oh my gosh it's actually a Whitakers van. Kiwis and tourists alike were shocked to find that a small van had crashed into a notable New Zealand landmark, the big L P bottle. We actually filmed some CCTV footage of somebody at the local petrol station and then you see the Whittakers van driving past, which is the moments before the crash happened that actually got captured. We then put that up on our own Facebook page to let our fans know that something actually has happened here and our Whittakers van has crashed into the L P bottle. We actually had a crew set up in the Whittaker Whitakers boardroom and MBM were there along with um, key people from the marketing team at Whitakers, and we sat there from 6.30 in the morning watching this whole thing play out. The product was revealed by us and that was all led through our online channels. Facebook is the key channel for us.
2: The TVC itself had a guy driving along in the Whitakers van and first of all he tries a piece of our white chocolate.
0: He's chewing on the chocolate. He, he then grabs his l p bottle to wash it down. He has a
2: sip of that. And then...
0: He realises that that's a pretty damn good combination. Whitaker's white chocolate and l p So he has some more. And as he does, he slips into this almost euphoric dream state. He's in love with this combination. But unfortunately, he's taken his eyes off the road.
2: Something amazing is kind of happening on the background all goes a bit fuzzy.
0: He quickly snaps out of there as he's driving through the bushes and smashes into the giant LMP bottle in Pador.
2: And then that is the accident waiting to happen. <laughs> Infused with LMP and bursting with popping candy. Whitaker's new LMP
1: white chocolate. It's an accident New Zealand's been waiting for. The biggest thing was nothing like it had really been done before. We shared a lot of brand values already, being the fact that we were both iconic and well-loved New Zealand brands. So That was a great start, but we had to make sure there were enough synergies between both brands to make sure that the whole thing could work. And I guess you can see that these days collaborations are very common and a lot of brands, a lot of iconic New Zealand brands even get together and create new products, which is fantastic. But I guess the l and product and that launch was really the first of its kind.
0: Making this happen, crashing the van, pushing the media coverage and then revealing the truth. Well, that was a pretty big risk and scary, but that's exactly why it worked
2: we always talk about zigging without the zag and we really completely zigged and changed that category. Mm. So what we're always constantly trying to do is just find a way to stimulate that. And what those volume spikers do as well is as a company enables us to get new people trying our chocolate and that's the one way to grow your business is actually to bring new buyers in.
0: Jasmine says the campaign's success, well, it exceeded all expectations.
1: At that time, we had done one new product that we launched solely online, which was actually our peanut butter block. Before that, we were really into just the traditional advertising. So the peanut butter block, we we actually didn't have as big of a budget for it. So we thought, let's try and actually launch this product via Facebook and PR as well. And we completely underestimated the success of it. So I think we actually reached about 1.2 million people in a very short time frame, and we completely sold out of the product, so much so that we had to air freight more raw materials from overseas to make more product. And so that had never happened before, especially when we hadn't run a TV ad. So that was when we saw the success, I guess, in digital. And with the LMP launch, we really took that a step further. It was very much a multi-channel campaign because there was a big TV element to it as well. But we actually launched it and seeded it first through Facebook Facebook. And yeah, that was definitely a first for us. And sort of selling that into the the company directors was a hard, hard ask. But the the payoff and the results from it was fantastic. Mm.
0: Successful collaborations have become a bit of a trademark for Whitakers. Their block ranges included Toffee Milk Block, Honey Bubble Crunch, a Rugby World Cup range, Hundreds hundreds and and Thousands, thousands. then then Jelly Tip, then K-Bar.
1: And we've done many more since then as well.
0: But their most ambitious crossover to date... Has been a long-term partnership with the Queen of the Sweet Tooth herself. Yep, Nijela.
1: Hello, chocolate lovers. James Henry Whittaker came to New Zealand because he was restless to find a better way. It's something that Whittakers have stuck to generation after generation for well over a hundred years. It all started from Andrew and Brian, actually, who invested in a brand new Swiss five-roll refiner machine. The whole idea behind that was it would improve the quality of our milk chocolate. I guess we've always had an ambition as a company to be the best Not necessarily to be market leader, but we always say best is always better. And that's that's a big belief that goes throughout a lot of our advertising. And so Andrew and Brian invested in the equipment and then we had the job of actually having to come up with an idea to launch this and tell consumers about it. It's not a really sexy thing to talk about, I guess, new machinery. But we knew that we had to do something quite different to be able to relay the message to consumers. And it had to be a real positive change too. Yes, we were changing the milk chocolate, but we are changing it for the better. So we briefed the agency and, and they came back with this idea to get Nigella on board to actually convey that message for us. We were, I have to say, a bit taken aback at first because we're a tiny New Zealand company and she's obviously international renowned and very famous so we got in touch with her and she tasted the product and absolutely loved it and that's basically how the relationship was born with her. Now Andrew and Brian with their new five-roll refiner reckon they've come up with a chocolate that is smoother, more refined and just generally more delicious. We'll see about that. Mm. Now that is really divine! We had a big ambition with Creamy Milk. We wanted to be the best chocolate in New Zealand. And at that time, our main competitor outsold us about three to one. And using Nigella as part of our master brand creative and using her over the long term really helped build our brand. We obviously had good awareness and she really helped us move from just that credibility space into preference and desire with obviously all the delicious cues that she brings to the brand herself.
0: As a kid, I always thought of opening the gold wrapping on a bar of Whittaker's like winning the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. You know, and us Kiwis, we can be pretty protective of our chocolate. So how did we respond to an English celebrity becoming our ambassador?
2: She was the best person to convey that desire. And she had such strong food credentials and there was actually just no one in the New Zealand market at that time that could really deliver on it. Mm. There is a sense of pride that New Zealanders have when there is uh, someone from another market actually enjoying our chocolate. I guess it was that affirmation that actually... We produce good chocolate and Kiwis could really get on board with that. So it was a really quick shortcut for consumers and it worked massively for us.
0: So what you're saying is that Kiwis actually felt more proud because we own Whitakers in a way or there's a sense of ownership and Nigella is a part of that.
1: That's where we got to in the end. yeah. And I guess it also came back to our ambition is to have the world loving world class chocolate and we believe... Our chocolate is world-class, and then we needed a world-class talent to be able to convey that message for us. And so Nigella was that person. Nigella.
0: So it's quite a journey from bean to bar, but you can never go too far if you believe that best is always Mm. better. Man, the best is always better. Mm. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't mean to eat in front of you. It's just all that chocolate talk I had to get in there. Sorry. Oh, wow. Creating these experiences cements Whitakers as a brand that embraces, understands, and loves New Zealand. That's a level of trust built over more than a century and supported by good honest chocolate.
1: I think another key to us and our brand is honesty and trustworthiness, and that is it's all tied together really. One of our lines that we always say is good honest chocolate. That harps back to our peanut slab advertising days.
0: How's your MP? I'll spend a lot of time in bars, massage parlors, that sort of thing. And three months into my term, I'll change parties, refuse to resign, and basically try to hold the country to ransom.
1: Whitaker's Peanut Slab. Good, honest chocolate since 1896. That really is embedded through the whole company, both internally and externally, with the partners that we work with as well. And I think that's really evident in a lot of our communications, particularly with our, we call them our chocolate lovers, which are our Facebook fans online. The generational relationships
2: and and trustworthiness, those things are so embedded, and so they are our company values yeah. but what we also make sure is that they aren't just some buzzwords that sit behind closed doors we actually make sure that they're lettered through all of our comms across the year in terms of how we tell that story in terms of the beans to bar process moments in time that we celebrate and different innovations that we do how do we really bring those to
0: the fore digital has played a massive part in nurturing that trust this means using social media channels to have an honest two-way conversation with fans in both good times and tougher times.
1: We talked about how there's a lot of trust within the company and honesty is a core brand value for us. But we've stayed true to that and everything we've done, particularly when we've grown that Facebook audience online. I think when I first started, we had 8,000 fans and now we've got over 800,000 that whole time we've really kept true to ourselves and what our brand stands for. We have price increases from time to time and just the nature of our product, cocoa prices, milk prices go up and down. They do fluctuate and so a lot of other brands would either decrease the size of their chocolate blocks or they may have a price increase but try and keep it hidden. But we actually front foot that and we actually put a Facebook post out to all of our fans to tell them we're actually having a price increase soon so give them a chance to stock up on the chocolate. But also sharing with them the honest reasons why we're having to do it and bringing them on that journey with us
0: It's true, their Facebook chocolate lovers are with them all the way.
1: I'd be happy to pay more
0: No matter the price, you're still on my weekly shopping list. Oh, good Still the best chocolate. And this is why you're NZ's most trusted brand because you're all about being upfront and awesome. Love it
1: We've really found that that honest approach, particularly on Facebook or social, has really paid off. For something like that, that could be quite controversial. We, from an engagement perspective,
2: have fans that have a real sense of pride that, like, good on you, Whitakers, which is quite amazing, really, mm-hmm. because it's something that it's, it's going to cost them more. We talk a lot about our core social principles, and one of them is that sharing is more important than control, and that's absolutely true and so we make sure that we live that.
1: You can't have anything to hide if you want to be an active brand on social or digital these days. Um, I think the more honest and trustworthy you are, the results are going to be better. We have been named the most trusted brand in New Zealand for the past eight years and I don't think it's a coincidence that we've really driven everything that we've done with our social strategy over the past eight to nine years as well. It wasn't our ambition to be number one, but we wanted to be the best.
0: Big thanks to Jasmine Curry, marketing manager at Whitaker's and Hannah Eastwood, business director at NBM. Make sure you don't miss our next episode featuring more Kiwi legends at the top of their game. Just press subscribe to stay up to date. It's free. And while you're there, find out how New Zealand and Australia came together to become New Australia Land. Press play on the episode called A Trans-Tasman Clapback. Face to Face is produced by Facebook's Catherine Bow and Alexandra Sloan, with production support from Alex Hayes, Corey Layton, James Milsom, and Anna Spargo-Ryan. Thanks also to Jules Lund, Laura Tuck, Richie Kinsey, Sharif Youssef, and the team at Now We Collide. I'm Tom Hearn, and this is Face to Face from Facebook.